Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time Honk. for the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, weighing whatever, freshly squeezed. T-B-C. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, TBZ and myself, Mr. Rizzo, discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling when we talk a lot of outside-the-ring entertainment, A&E's most wanted treasures, and the weakest link, FDR and Bullet Club Gold, Nick Wayne, the Owen Hart Tournament, and more! Let's start the show! Ooh, that's a lot to get to here, uh... Here on the wrestling side of things. Yes. And that's exactly what I was going to get to to start this show, was just oh. the state of wrestling things. Do we uh, want to get into some serious topics first, or should we yeah. should we talk Maybe about should... a realization I had on uh, WWE's 2K23 uh, game? They should so, at least uh, say hello to you, TVZ. How about that? We should start with hello, and then um, say, yeah, what's going on with the video games? I mean, yeah, that is starting the show. But hello, Mr. Rizzo. Good to see you again, as always. Same time every every Wednesday, my dude. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I, um, I I recently hung out with my buddy who uh, who owns the the latest two uh, K games, and uh, we usually we usually uh, get that in the rotation. We'll play that game a little bit. And uh, first of all, uh, funny story. You you know you're talking about Royal Rumbles and stuff earlier. Uh, we uh we had a Royal Rumble going, a 30 man, and I came out as number one as Roman, and honestly, I made it halfway through the rumble. I was like, Am I am I gonna go from first to last and win this is Roman Reigns? Let's go. I don't really uh, want to talk about battle royales when it comes to video games. We're gonna get that <laughs> at another time. The point, let's get to, uh, to my point. I noticed a certain individual, a, a a favorite wrestler of mine, the workhorse of WWE, Chad Gable in this game has a 77 rating. I was I was floored. I was like, 77? Really? You can't even give this man 80? Like, at least 80, I would say, first of all. Because he has that emote, the, uh, thank you! So we know we got Master Gable, you know, persona. Um, what I was more floored by, on top, to add to this insult, we have Baron Corbin in this game with an 83. And it's and not Baron Corbin. Corbin. It's Happy Corbin. Like... What? You're telling me Happy Corbin is better than Chad Gable? And and not by like, by five points? Are you unreal? Was Happy Corbin the dog food Corbin that put dog food on Roman? Um that's that a happy good Corbin. I'm not, so, yeah. that, that, I'm not saying that Happy Corbin should beat Chad Gable. No, I'm I just think that posing is. the question of where, where Happy Corbin was in the timeline. That's all. Yep. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I it just I forgot about that match, <laughs> but yeah, oh. and, and that was at a time when he was rubbing elbows with Madcap Moss, you know that superstar. But yeah, either way, I was just floored. I was just like, first of all, you give him a low rating, and then you give this other guy who is clearly worse than him a better rating. I okay. Uh, I got to get to that game. I- I'm I'm frustrated on the AEW video game for how much my 
11-year-old daughter is kicking my ass in this game. <laughs> um, but uh, I want I think I might like 2K the WWE game a little bit better with like the GM mode is something I might be really interested compared to what AEW is bringing to the table. I guess they got a there's a uh, like a battle royale mode coming uh, soon. That's kind of like the stadium stampede match that I might be interested, in, but that's not out yet. So we'll we'll get to that. But I'll that's do a cool. full review of the AEW video game maybe next week. I'll get some notes together and talk about more of how my daughter kicks my ass. But, yes, uh, yes. Let's, I wanted I'll to be- talk a little bit about the state of wrestling. I'm looking forward to that review, though. I mean, uh, you've been you've been teasing this for a couple weeks now, and I, I got to know what you think. You've had yes. your hands on the game long enough. Yeah, let's just say this. It's uh, frustrating playing with an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> got to get in that story campaign mode. I like it. I finished it with two people. You unlock stuff by playing the campaign, but cool. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm going to play it a little more this week. Well... When I have Stay time. tuned to find out. Speaking of not having time, that's what I wanted to talk about when it comes to the state of wrestling. And just in perspective of just last week, between the two major companies in the U.S., which would be WWE and AEW, I think, with their network TV deals, they both put out a total of 13 hours of TV programming that did not include a, a PLE or PPV. Um, just regular TV stuff between... Raw, uh, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, SmackDown, Collision, Battle of the Belts. Like, all that. Raw. Did you say Raw? I think I said Raw. If I didn't Raw, how did I miss the three-hour slog at the beginning? Anyway. I mean, it happens (laughs) after Collision and Battle of the Belts. Anyway. The... uh, The fact that I can't even get to the 13 hours that they put out and also would like to watch impact wrestling uh also would like to like ring of honor uh, maybe like to check out c uh gcw or my local esw which i never can get to or the amazing g1 tournament in japan that was free on youtube i think for the first weekend i can't watch all of it i love that's all of this of and i can't want i love it and i can't get any of it so that's just kind of a setup so not that we have all this amazing fan interaction email that are telling us what we should and shouldn't be talking about, but I apologize if there's something that you really think is hot and we're not getting to because we can only talk about so much. And that's all I really wanted to say. There's just there's just so much that we can talk about. But what, what, and and if you got a problem about it, send us up. an email to honk if you love wrestling at Gmail or tweet at us at wrestling honks. I actually made a tweet out to uh, Gunther. Uh, earlier this week, just throwing that out there, Ooh, honking it. Maybe we'll touch on that for a sec, even though I, you know, I said it was a meh match. We'll get to that. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's not delay any longer, so we can spend some time actually talking about maybe what we enjoy maybe about wrestling. wrestling about how much wrestling there is, and start talking about some. <laughs> what do you want to start with? What do you want to start with talking about that you enjoyed? Or no, we start with some. A.E. dubs? Like well, we I do believe with the here in the studio, we like to practice our alphabet, so we always start with A.E.W. Baby. It's also the oldest content. Let's get real. In between episodes, yeah, we're just, we've we're got rough. new A.E.W. content. Like What we're about to talk about is dated because it's currently happening. We record literally the same day as Dynamite happens. So, uh, so yeah, either way, we'll start with A.E.W., I thought. Um, we're going to, uh, for our first topic here, I would touch on some uh, blood and guts. Uh, that's a, uh, 
not a ple honestly it's just happening on it's happening right now actually right i believe it is i it's just on an episode of dynamite it's on it happens it's it's another one of those it's another one of those dynamite events where it's like this should be a pay-per-view but it's really just on dynamite well, they also advertised it, at least for the for the audience, of it being a three-hour show. A three-hour Rampage, <laughs> Rampage is having some type of, like, Royal Rampage match. Like, I think it's a Battle Royale with the two rings on Friday. But they'll record that this evening with the way that they have the show. Why do you so, think they're doing it? <laughs> like... It's really cool that they're going to keep this big, uh, like, fight feel with two rings and don't just tell one story and they're going to do more than one stories with the double ring so we'll they're see being we efficient with blood and yes guts. <laughs> i didn't think i'd hear that before but efficient with blood and guts is a really nice i think that might be the title of the episode yeah um but yeah i don't think we're going to spend too much time with it but the preview of what we no. think might happen with the craziness of of this past week of kenny and the Bucks and Hangman telling us who their fifth partner was after they were jumped by. Well, we're jumping the gun here. Oh, because so this element, I I believe, actually, as I was typing this out today for our episode, I was like, oh, the... anyway, uh, blood and guts. Uh, part of what I wanted, like, I feel like this kind of encompassed the episode of AEW. There were like kind of bits and pieces of it. It wasn't just the main event of it. You know, it started off with Jericho's match against commander. And afterwards, Don Callis comes out to offer him a a position in the Callis family. So I guess Mr. Rizzo, I'm kind of questioning, was this offer for blood and guts? Is it their, Hey, looking for their fifth man. So they were like, Hey, Jericho join the family. We need somebody. And he said, maybe. So I thought that was setting up blood and guts being like, who's the fifth man. Could it be Jericho? Then they cut to Callis backstage saying he will say who the fifth man is at the end of the show. Mr. Rizzo. I think that you're going to make me jump into the nation of speculation here because I didn't think about any of this until you presented me with what Callus might be trying to do. And as much as that might have been the thought or thus teasing us of, of this teasing of him being the fifth member in the blood and guts, I don't think Jericho wants to wrestle in the blood and guts match anymore. I think that he would like to be a tag partner for Takeshita. In the faction Possible. that they're growing together, I don't know. I'm speculating. Sure. I might be talking myself out of that when I'm as I'm thinking it because Takeshi doesn't need a tag partner. But hey, so maybe I'm the mark here, with. and I was wrong. But I, when I watched this, that's kind of the impression I got as it continued on. Because then he goes, like "We're going to say who it is," and that kind of goes on throughout the episode. Uh, I think there may have been one more promo between that and when it actually happens at the end of the episode, but. As you, now we're getting to the part that you're talking about, about how there's that segment at the end with the the Bucks and all that getting involved, and they reveal who the fifth man is. Yeah, depending on how you want to go about this, uh, I was I was okay with how it was announced. I mean, Kenny kind of comes down to take care of Callis and kind of gets jumped by uh, BCC. the BCC and their fifth member, which is Pac. And it's <laughs> nice. The but no, I was that, shocked though, actually, when I saw Pac, I was like, oh, cool, good for him. Glad to see him yeah, back. It works enough where he has enough backstory with all of the guys that it's not just a, like some person random. 
that will sort of like it. It I think that really worked. It makes but, you wonder: was this the intended member? I think so. Yeah, but maybe but I don't know. Yeah, just man my of point overall was: I don't know if the crowd popped as hard as they should have, or I don't mean should. I meant like as loud as they could have if Ibushi would have showed up when Kenny called him out on the screen. And I think there was a slight disappointment with some people. It's like, cool, he's here. But, no, they just announced that Kota Ibushi is going to be the fifth member, but he didn't show up on stage to help Kenny, who was getting his ass kicked in a chair over his head. I did think that was kind of weird because I was like, is he not there? Yeah, so, and that's and that's yeah. why I reached out to you on our group chat because I figured when they announced him, they would show up and then Kenny would do a nod to him. I'd be like, that totally is what that is. It makes sense now as opposed to being like, is it that guy? I don't know anymore. Why is he not here? That's weird. <laughs> he should be oh. here as a team-building exercise to get involved with BCC. It's called practice. What's he doing? He ain't the golden boy anymore. Yes. More like the and- sad boy. Well, we're doing a lot, a lot of talk about what might happen, so we'll we'll get to this. We'll move on and get to this next week because as soon as we're done recording, I'm gonna go watch this crazy ass match of of uh, ten people in a two rings in a cage. That's gonna be crazy, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about. I hope we get Stone Face Kota Ibushi. You guys seen it during Forbidden Door a little bit with Ishii and Okada. But the scariest thing in all of sports, in my opinion, is when someone slaps Kota Ibushi on the face or the chest and he's like, brushes it off. or it's like, And it's just that mean, like, nothing happened. Did a fly land on me? It is the scariest look ever. But yeah, what you got, TVZ? Uh, just before we move on, I just wanted to make one comment going doubling back to the Jericho portion of what we were talking about. We did see a promo of Jake Hager. Uh, we, so, like this hat. Jay, Jericho saying maybe has caused a fissure throughout JAS, and everybody's been bugging him. You know, they've been coming up and be like, You really consider this Don Chaos deal? And Jake Hager, the latest entrant on, oh, I can't believe you're thinking about it, happens on this episode. And I, I can't believe, <laughs> Mr. Rizzo, if you told me when we first started watching AEW, that I would shed a tear for a bucket hat, I would have called you an idiot. I thought you were just going to say, for Jake Hager. (laughs) And yet, when he went backstage and he just goes, are you seriously considering this deal? And he's got hat in hand, and I just go, will he no longer like this hat? And when he hands it over to him, I was just like, oh no. Oh no. (laughs) I was like, I "I can't believe I'm feeling these emotions about this stupid hat. What is is the world coming to? Oh man. But yeah, it was, it's, you know what I'm in? I'm in to see what Jericho says. He says, maybe it's not a no. He still might get involved with Callus. Who knows? Maybe he's their secret weapon at Blood and Guts. Like when it seems all like all oh, the elites got him, aha! Jericho <laughs> gets one up on him. Maybe I don't know. Enough of the nation. I just wanted to talk about how my talk about my my little moment with this purple bucket hat. So yes, uh, I'd like to think that uh, we'll get to all that glorious blood and guts next week. Yes. Um, hopefully, I'll make it because I'm going to three fish concerts this weekend. Uh, <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll see how you much... You have one of- job, and it's to watch Blood and Guts, all right? How about that? <laughs> well, if, I'm going to watch Blood and Guts before I go to the Fish concerts. When I remember 
Blood and Guts after the Fish concert. Then rewatch it. Story. Then just rewatch it. All right. You just got to take good notes. You got to take good notes. Good. Yeah. Notes. Where are we? Where are we at next with the AE Dubs? We got to keep it moving. Well, going, keep it moving. Going from one idiot to another, as Excalibur would say. MJF and Adam Cole. Oh my God. Chef's <laughs> kiss. Uh, yeah. This is uh, so good. Uh, we watch. We have another awesome like promo backstage. Well, backstage, like out of the ring. You know, they're at the bar. They're they're a, they're budding friendship. We watch MJF be a sleaze bag. I don't want to get into the details on this, but he basically hooks nope, up with three. No, no, just you went into the details. You said you didn't want to go to the details, and you got into the details. I didn't get into all the details. I was just going to briefly describe what happened. But either way, he walks away and comes back. He's womanizing. Basically, he's a womanizing asshole. Uh. And then Adam calls all Adam calls drunk. Let's get real. We see him. He's like sub cameraman texting, being all suave and loosey goosey with it. Um, and, and he yeah. just really wanted to get back to his video games. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, he, he he puts out an ultimatum, being all like, "Yo, I'll wear." Oh yeah, that's right. MJF is grilling him about the shirt at this point, and he was just like, "Listen." Uh, at first, he lied to him as as MJF said, "Oh, you're trying to shit a shitter here, huh?" <laughs> Calls him out first of all. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> when he comes back from his escapade, he uh, he goes, "Yo, I lied to you. Okay, you know, I know where the shirt is, but I'll I'll wear it if you do what I want to do next." And what do they do, Mister Rizzo? They do Adam Cole's favorite thing. And, and and MJF is just not I'm not all about it. He does not want to go in somebody's house and play video games on the console. House. They were they were in a hotel room. Okay, uh, you know what? I didn't think about that. You were correct. They were probably in their hotel room in between cities where they wrestle. I got gotcha. you. But you're right. You're you're right. MJF doesn't want to be a nerd. <laughs> and the the funny thing I think on that promo for me would be. Well, I guess that promo, but video, uh, I'm getting bogged down with BS. Is just the fact that Adam Cole asked MJF, like, hey, have you never played, you know, a multiplayer game before? And he's like, well, I don't, I don't really, I've never really had any friends to play with. And it's just, oh my God. I, I don't know. You know, I'm going to steal it already. Like, I think we know where this is going. But. I love that we're dancing on the fence with these guys the entire time. But as Maddie Kay had said, I believe Adam Cole is just a Josh Allen jersey. And uh, if you get that reference from what I think that's what he said. Am I misremembering? No, he did say that. I'm, I'm like, go on. If you remember what MJF did in Buffalo... That's what I think. That's what I believe he's going to end up doing with Adam. Hey, this is great. Look at how awesome this dude is. And then he's going to wipe his ass with him, with Adam Cole. Like, that's work. I don't know, but I'm I'm here for all of it. There isn't anything I dislike about anything we're seeing on screen, whether it's a promo, whether it's in ring, from their entrance to MJF trying to body slam uh, Big Bill. Yeah. And then just falling down and going, oh, I can't do all everything Jesus. about this. Everything <laughs> about man. this is just is just amazing. And like, to, so good. The acting that the MJF going of just being like the asshole villain, devil heel, but also doing comedy matches, pretty much of like, ah, I can't use my back. And then I love falling how he wanted to leave too. He's like, I'm done. Fuck I'm this done. match. Fuck you all. I don't want these belts. Yeah. 
for thank you for lift big bill <laughs> thank you for getting me to talk about this because yes this is some of the best stuff in wrestling tv for me right oh, now i love yeah. it, all of it all that, of it honestly that's why i'm watching AEW for these days just watching this and i just want to double back and say yeah sure he is the josh allen jersey he's gonna wipe his ass with him you don't think adam cole knows this <laughs> that's the what's so the beauty yeah. of this yep. it's like yep. of course he knows that's gonna happen so obviously he's getting engaged with them he's got to have a plan he's got to have a backup plan here I do want to point out, though, and I think I'm I'm picking up on this. Ever since he went to the bar with MGF, I think he's in the uh, he's in the doghouse with Britt. Because, like, at some point, I think it was uh, when they were trying to interview him before their match, their tag match. He's like, I think he's on the phone with somebody. I think you can hear him. He's like talking to Britt. Oh, is that going to be the 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 thing that gets the wedge between them? Like, hey, man, yeah, I I think she's like, I don't like you hanging out with MGF. He's a shitbag. He's like, listen, he's it's not that bad. He's like, are you kidding me right now? You're telling me he's not that bad? Look at Exhibit A, MGF two months ago. He's a shitbag. He's like, is he though? Right. I hope you're right. I hope that's where this is going. I hope those are the breadcrumbs that we're that we're seeing there. So yeah. Uh, so fingers crossed. Oh, I think I got my tope now. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll keep it yeah. going with some awesome stuff on the AEW. Let's get you back want- into the ring. Oh, wait, no. Before I see a note that I just want to point out, we got a double clothesline in their tag match. Did we? Oh, I didn't think we did. I thought I mi- I thought I didn't get it yet. Oh, okay. You're, you're missing the wordplay here. Big Bill double clotheslines uh, MJF and Adam Cole. And I was like, ah, <laughs> they're getting there. Me, We're going to get me. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I just gonna, I love get it. The crowd's going to be the crowd's going to pop. And yeah, I love that. I, I love that. It feels like in the pitch room. They're just like, so what are you going to do with your feud with Adam Cole? I'm going to make the most boring move. The biggest thing everybody's waiting for. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that that's the point I wanted to get at. We got a double clothesline, not by the team we want it from yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> so let's see, let's see. Moving on, yeah. we'll go to collision because we had a honker of a match between a two out of three falls between FTR top guys and top guys. Bo- Bullet Club of Gold, the Bang Bang Gang, the Bang Bang Gang. I man, this match had me going, bro. I had a I I made a speculation mid match, being like I could see why they would win, and here's what's gonna come after. And then obviously, I, I immediately got thrown out the door because of the winner of this match. <laughs> I I got to watch this live, and what made this I thought a little bit better than most was how I thought it was shot, and there was a point where. They went to commercial specifically after both of the first two falls. So it was like, we're giving these guys a 30 second or a minute break. There's no action. We're going to commercial. You come back. There's start. You never felt like you were missing what's going on. And they only went to picture in picture at the last, in the last segment, I think. Like, I think there might have been one three minute segment where we didn't get to see the entire match. And I think that the entire thing went 58 minutes and it was glorious. Like every single thing in ring storytelling. Yeah. But what you got TVZ Uh comment about how you said how it was shot. Hey, I didn't notice that. Uh, well, kind of noticed that, but uh, that is a very good point. How it seemed like they did make sure to get all the good action in uh, one. I'll say one of the sh- commercial breaks they went to, I thought they kind of waited too long. 
Like it was a moment where they were all kind of just like exhausted and they're just like, okay, whatever. And then they just sat like sat there looking at each other exhausted. I'm like, you guys could have cut to commercial like five minutes beforehand and still got the same amount of action. I know what you um, mean, gotcha. Yeah, so it was just being hypercritical. It was just I that was a moment when I actually noticed how this match was shot. Otherwise, other than that, I was I was floored by this match. It was so good. Yeah, it was cool for me. Like I said, like it almost felt like they did it with a live programming like game, like somebody scored. So it's time to go to commercial as opposed to like it's planned at the 15 minute mark. So we're going to commercial no matter what's going on on screen. So like I thought it it, it helped me not realize that the match went an hour. Like I, like to me, I didn't notice it as much because I also when I was watching it live, wasn't fast forwarding as the other times that I do. But there was nothing to fast forward. Like there was always content on the screen. And th- there were too many things. I can't break down how fun the match was like. From, but I just want to get to the main the the thing that I was the hottest was just Jay White tuning up the band and doing exactly what Shawn Michaels did in Calgary, and they do he does the sharpshooter and oh my god the crowd was just booing the crap out of him. Even Nigel McGuinness. Oh, I forgot to mention the te- the announce team. I'll get to that in a second. Even Nigel McGuinness was just like, "Oh no, he's not." Like he even said something like, "Even as the heel, I didn't like, pick don't up do on it. that." But I yeah. heard him say that. I thought he just meant like the match is going to be over if he gets this on him. Yeah, That's he, how but at I the same it. time, doing um, Bret Hart's move in Calgary as like a oh man, you, yeah, it was a bad yeah. It was just not not cool. I think the crowd was all against that, but. Backing up to the start of the match, we didn't have Kevin Kelly on yeah, there. I was the sad fact. about that. He's doing the G1, which, hey, if when I watch the G1, I'll be happy I get to hear Kevin Kelly. Yeah, no, so, again, but who is now signed to AEW, Ian, I believe it's Riccone. I might be wrong about that. So I, because, I don't know the last name, but you're like Ian is all I knew. I was just he like, was I don't great. know this guy is whatever. Where's, was, where's Kevin Kelly? Bring him back. He was um, he was great. Him and Nigel were awesome, and he yeah, is going to be doing some stuff and filling in for when Escalibur and um, Kevin Kelly are not there for Collision. So uh, it was it was great. I loved. He added stuff for me for me. But yeah, FTR, Bullet Club Gold, my god, pal. it was a good match. Like again, they continued the motif that I said last week, where it's just they have moves that you don't normally see. Uh, notably one was like during a failed pin attempt, uh, Jay had cash on the mat and he was trying to pin him. And when he failed, he rolls cash towards his corner so he can like continue to like, you know, beat him up or do whatever. And it just, to me, I was just like, look at that. That just, look at that veteran ring experience here. It's like, let me roll him to my partner. So that way I can like tag out and we can do like a constant tag team and keep him isolated from his tag partner and stuff. I like that the uh, FTR did the Briscoes finisher let the crowd pop for. Uh, I'm going blank at the name of it. Um, Oh, I can't remember. I apologize. Uh, I want to try to be the the Excalibur here, and I don't know it. But the crowd knew it, and they were popping for it. And there was another move later where they did – where they went to do some move where Cash was going to do a, spl- a splash on the rope and 
Jay put his legs up and then immediately juice came out of nowhere and hit cash off the I don't know. It was I'm not explaining that right. I'm sorry. It was fun. We had a we had a good time. I loved all of it. Yeah. No, it was a good match. Um sorry, I'm still trying to find this finisher. <laughs> Briscoe's all, all finisher. I could find was the J driller, but I believe that's Jay's move. Yeah, I just uh, solo. Either has I'll the say word this, Kentucky it, in it or redneck, and I can't remember. Uh, the tag bullet cup gold is interesting to me because they're a tag team where they don't have a tandem finisher. You catch my drift? Like FTR has got the big rig or uh, the shatter machine, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, that's a move that they need each other to do. They can't just be like, I'm gonna do the move. You know, I don't think they have one. Yeah. I right. Jay. Yeah. And I noticed this in this match. First of all, Jay is goddamn workhorse. He, it felt like he took 75% of the like the brunt of the like damage from FTR. Like I was just like, man, where did, where did juice go? Jay's been in this match. He needs a tag. Um, and just like, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm losing my train of thought here about Jay. Uh, he's just so good. Uh, he's a good wrestler. Check him out. Uh, Oh, right. Their tag moves, how they're not Tana. Jay. Like, I feel like all I saw was the blade runner. It wasn't like, oh, Juice is doing his finisher. What what is Juice's finisher? I guess you know. I, I obviously don't know, know it, so. but I don't know it. Ah, anyway, but yeah, like it, it just feels like it's like they're so, they're they're a solo acts in a tag team, but they also work well as a tag team. It's, it's oh wild. yeah, well, when when really good wrestlers have good personality, great charisma, and they can both talk, they know how to work the camera. They're going to sure. be entertaining regardless of what they do. How they but win typically, or lost, a, t- a good tag team is one that thrives together not separately true i just bet I mean, they're they're both so entertaining that it almost doesn't matter how good they are as a tag team that's kind of what i was getting at like uh, and they are they're, too, they're yeah. also good in the ring so uh but yeah um i don't know anything else i was gonna mention maybe orange cassie and archer but eh, let's i don't know Okay, we're moving on. Um, let's go. Let's well, go. No, we could talk about that real quick. We we could talk about. Uh, uh, well, hey, I've got opinions about Lance Archer, so uh, we could talk about that. We could yeah. also talk about the ending, which you wanted to know. Here my got uh, all the belts. It's Cassidy. We know that he's defending the belts more times than Roman has, in like ridiculously short amount of time. Not, not more. He's working his way there. I thought he was like two behind him or something. I think it's twenty-seven to twenty-five. Yeah, it's close, but I just meant yeah, he's, he's a I didn't mean to bring that up. Sorry. I just meant that it was a cool finish that, at least on my end, that Archer didn't get a loss as he just got a count out, which made him still. Which look is whatever. a loss. I mean, did he get but the belt? <laughs> you're not. I know where you at with Larcher, with Lance Archer. You're just like, I called him Larcher. I like Larcher. It. Larcher. <laughs> Lance Archer. Larcher. Um, why he's. He comes in looking all awesome, and then they give him a loss. So that's that's where you're at, right? That's where you're coming from. My context with Lance Archer is watching him in AEW. So he looks shitty because he just loses all the time. Yeah, he's this great, notable wrestler. Really? Because every time he comes around, he just loses. He just takes a big fat L from whoever needs momentum. So I, I just I feel bad for the guy because he can't catch a break. They were just like in the meeting. I feel like, yo, we need a fall guy. We need a sex tape. Lance Archer, that's you. All right, are you sure? I mean, I'm pretty good. Nah, yeah, you go into New Japan and do whatever, and then come on back. He's, as I said in the pre-show, Lance Archer is the Sheamus of AEW 
He comes around to be like, look, they beat Lance Archer. That's how good they are. <laughs> He's a measuring stick. And it sucks. Like, someone asked me, someone called me this weekend, like, you know, hours before the, the match, and they were asking me about it. And I was just like, I expect Orange Cassidy to retain. I mean, honestly, since he won with Swerve, I'm like, this man's not losing the belt for forever. They're going to find wacky ways for him to just stumble into a, He's going to become the Austin Theory, where it's just like he's just, you know, getting by. He's skirting out wins and stuff like that. And uh, Mr. Rizzo? Well, I guess going into this episode, which was called Battle of the Belts, I didn't have really any expectation of the three title matches actually changing hands, which is not really something you should have. But Another reason I didn't watch it. But, like, I understand, but... I actually thought that that was going to be a way, the one that they might actually take. I thought they might have took a shot on that one. I liked the promo they had for it, too. They're all like, Lance Archer, he's real hot in New Japan right now. And immediately I went, that's why they're bringing him around. So they can, you know, he's doing great. Look, he's going to, he maybe wins. No, he's Lance Archer. Understanding that and being completely behind you 100%. I think. It's just so difficult to like also have to understand that AEW kind of realizes the wrestling world is more like soccer or football, where WWE is more like the NFL. And I guess my analysis is the NFL exists. Nothing else exists outside the NFL. Oh, yeah, there's some college underneath that's a feeder system right to us. But uh, there's football. There's football. There's nothing else but football. And there's this one league, and that's the only league you care about. You don't watch anything else. In soccer, you watch international soccer. You watch club soccer. You watch club soccer MLS. You watch it in La Liga. You watch it in Germany. You watch it in Like, there's so many different things of football to watch that they all talk to each other, and we all under know they exist. And we can tell stories with them. Football's like, unless, no, 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 that doesn't exist over there. Unless, this of course, they're the NFL, then they don't exist. Making a but, BTE reference here. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, like the... Them, yeah, they talk to now, everybody but the NFL. But the NFL. <laughs> but yeah, that's For, for those that's... viewers out there, real quick, the context in BTE is that uh, the Hung Bucks make a joke. Sorry. Uh, the Young Bucks make a joke about how WWE doesn't exist. They're making jingles or whatever, and they're like, oh, they're all these different jingles. And at one point, they go, now, then, Hung Bucks. And they go, that's the first original one he made. <laughs> <laughs> implying WWE doesn't exist. So don't you be going, them. oh, they talk to everybody. They're so welcoming, and they're like, please work with us, unless you're WWE, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, they. Did. I like the whole jingle episode. It was good. Check out BTE. It's good AEW content, I would argue. Mr. Rizzo roped me in, and I could see why. It's good filler in between the episodes of uh It's completely of the different than when we started watching it. I got to say is. that. If yeah, you're going to watch, I'm taking over this for a minute. If we're going to watch little internet videos that have to do with wrestling content, please watch Hey EW. It is the best thing and the most entertaining thing. RJ City is so good at interviewing and just need. He did Minero Suzuki this weekend. And all you. Yeah. Just he called. He asked about Murder Grandpa, and it, it, it you got you got to watch. It's so fun. Every week he brings the bangers. 10, 15 minutes, so great. Now after that plug, 
Maybe we should do a, a recap of some BTE episodes as a segment. Ooh, enough, yeah, of, this start... mo- enough of this most wanted stuff. Let's no, go for it, some actual. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, it's just a different version of outside the ring entertainment. We'll we'll spend one where we'll like look at all the different vlogs out there that different people. We can go in and see what Dark Order might be doing with Evil Uno because I haven't watched that in forever. Sammy Guevara is probably still doing his thing. Go back know. to go back to when Dark Order was actually meaningful. <laughs> Well, no, anywho, we're moving on. We're moving on. We'll get to that. Heart tournament finals, the men's and the women's. We finally get to crown these. I want to say belts, but also they're not belts. They're (laughs) belts. They're belts and trophies. They're both trophy belts. They're both. Yeah, Mr. Rizzo. Why don't you start this one off? Uh, I don't want to go too far in detail with maybe one of like, I really like that Willow took the title. I love how that went down. I love her. I am not. Ooh, okay. Well, well, if you recall what I said last week, I'm cheering for Ruby. No, I I understand where you're coming from. And when I watch this match, I go, man, I hate that I'm rooting against Willow, but I did say I was on Team Ruby. And I still was, to be honest, because, again, Ruby deserves a fucking win, and you're going to give it to Willow? This bitch fucking already won a belt. She was in, what is it, the strong championship? Like, come on, man. Okay. I I understand what you're saying. I guess for not. I'm also sorry, Will. I didn't mean to call you a bitch. I'm just angry. <laughs> good, good, good. We're on the same page with that one. Um, with uh, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, yeah, I I love everything about Willow. I love the match. It was hard hitting. I actually, as soon as she won, I went, damn, they. Didn't let Ruby win again, and I think I'm like she ate. She's she gonna get kind so of more mad. She a few more pins to eat before she gets becomes a a champion. So I, I I actually was as much as you might not like that she won. I was more like they're gonna use this for something. Like that's gonna be honestly Maybe. well yeah, like I, last time, like every other time she's gotten an L. What, I, you can say what you want, but if you want to say long-ass term storyline, if she doesn't win this thing eventually, being in the company next year, it's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Or I don't know. It's just I can't I, believe I you're. Know. I can't believe you're enabling this horrible corporation that won't give Ruby a fucking bone. You act like she just got here. Wasn't she in the inaugural TBS tournament? And when did that happen? When did the TBS championship get introduced? No, I'm not trying to get bogged down with this one either. I'm happy that I think she's getting plenty of TV time because I don't think she's getting buried or anything after this of just not winning. I'm. It's just unfortunate she doesn't actually have a title belt, but it was awesome. I like everything from Ruby. This I, isn't even a belt. Like, uh, just... <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the other side. Uh, were you surprised? Because I got a text during or after when you were watching the match. I don't think it ended the way you thought it was going to end, do you? No, and I was very surprised by that. Because <laughs> it, because everyone who's won this had worn pink. <laughs> and you're like, before the match started, I think you were watching it like the day or so after. And I just remember you tweeting at me or texting me. Ricky Starks isn't wearing any pink. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. I like where this is going to go because he has no clue. And yes, so um, knowing that Ricky Starks was the Owen Hart champion this year and kind of stunning CM Punk, did you like how he took the trophy and ran away from Jushin Thunder Liger? Uh, Yeah, I also was like, 
Why is he there? <laughs> they flew that dude all the way from Japan just to like make him do a heel move and run away. I hope that that was like a planned like heel ass turn. I guess. Like I, it was just two weird things happening at the same time. They're all like, "Oh, look at him run away! That's weird, isn't it?" It's like, "Yeah, that is." Also, why is he there to present this? Where's Tony Khan in his cowboy hat? Yes. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Also, but Tony Khan, take that fucking hat off. Well, he's at the Calgary Stampede. He's doing it. He's playing it up. It's all right. <laughs> to be honest, and I'm oh, I don't know, the white hat. Maybe it would maybe wear like a per. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, we're, we're yeah, I don't know. I got to say, I have no idea how. I have never, my dumbass had never heard of the Calgary Stampede. I never knew of it being like the world's largest outdoor show, like rodeo or whatever like that. Not, I mean, it is on the other side of Canada that I'm used to, that I know of. Like, I know of the, the Toronto and a little bit more north of, Mon, like, Montreal area. Not that I've been up there. I just know of, like, what's, that's too far away for me to know of, like, regular like annual events. That's all I'm saying. But I can't believe that that's been like a thing for forever. And I never heard of the damn thing. I kind of want to go to one of those and get the t-shirt that says, this is my first rodeo. Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of AEW. We'll, we'll get uh, to more Ricky Starks. We'll see what the fallout is of him being kind of heelish to juice and thunder. Lager. Well, uh, I do like, I mean, since we're on this match, I still love, punk getting the booze because like i don't know he still carries himself around like he's a goddamn savior and everybody should love him for what he did and he's the goddamn you know jesus to wrestling so whenever he gets those booze i'm like that's right you soak that in you know the only thing that's going to make it work because i don't think we're going to get really what we want because i don't think he's punk. is they're going to be in chicago so many freaking times that that we're not going to notice how the rest of the country actually feels about the damn dude like yeah, I gotta. I was well, gonna that, make that's a point. why I bring it up now. We you should might... all know now. Look at how the crowd's reacting. That's how we all feel yeah. about CM Punk. Remind me says, yeah. Remind me next week to look at the schedule and see how many times they are actually in Chicago over the next like, like an entire month. Or so I'm not gonna Chicago. do it now, but I want to look at it and do some research. Yeah, it's um, wild. Yeah, we'll do it. So coming up segment, but either way, yeah, it was fun to watch that match. Was fine, but. uh Ricky Starks won. Good on him because he broke the pink curse. Also, I didn't expect him to win. Yeah, it was just like you know, CM Punk's here. Just he's here to win. Too. He's here to earn it. I'm gonna earn this belt like I do with everything I put my mind to. Yeah, I was surprised that like yeah. So anyway, we'll get more of that. We'll get more. Uh, All right. Moving on All right. to All right. WWE. Once again, this isn't everything that happened. We just. As we Mr. Can't. Russo bitched about at the beginning, we can't. We don't have enough time. Well, my dumbass. I keep calling myself dumbass. But I just, I just, I'm just hating on myself. I'm just hating on myself. But like, realistically, there was not a lot on my end that I was super excited about of any of WWE because I just, I'm liking so much more of the AEW product. But there was a couple interesting things that we can maybe go through, like you know, Chotzi Bailey. I was kind of that. We've that got a U, we've got U.S. Invitational stuff as well. Like we've got stuff going on in WWE. But I would say I would agree with you. I feel like I don't know, man. Just some of the stuff that happened was whatever. But yeah, uh, Bailey. You want to talk about Bailey, huh? Uh, we've got uh, the thing that happened on SmackDown was a 
uh, a match between Selena Vega and Bailey. Uh, what this match was for, I, I honestly well, forgot. I don't I know guess- what it was for. Just the main thing of what Shotzi did is really what everyone's kind of talking about. Yeah, I was getting there. I was getting there because this match is short. Like, it was a quick match. You know, we get the usual, hey, look, Selena's got that flip-flop. I, I forget what they call it, but either way, it's a flip-flop. Sure, whatever. It's a flip-flop. And, uh, you know, in, in classic Selena Vega, well, Bailey stole it this time. It just happened to be at ringside. Either way, they get the, you know, we get to, we get the, uh, we get Chekhov's sandal go off, and then uh, the match ends pretty much with a rose plant. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, that's the end of the match. And you're just like, oh, okay, that's weird for uh, a squash match, I say in quotes, because it was longer than 30 seconds. But then weird, we get a video package of Shotzi after the match. I don't know if you knew, Mr. Rizzo, but I honestly forgot. I may have fast-forwarded through it while I was trying to catch up on SmackDown. But I guess Bailey at some point backstage cut Shotzi's hair like two weeks ago. They tell you this. And uh, at the end of the match, we see EO, which first of all, EO doesn't know how to hold a, uh, a briefcase. I don't know what she's doing, but every time they cut to her at ringside, she's not like, you know, like Damien Priest is holding it from the, you know, the handle. And it's like, this is a briefcase. EO's all like, what's this magical thing? Is it the briefcase? And it's like, yeah, it says it on the front. We all know you have it. Like, you're supposed to bring it around. Why are you carrying it around like it's some ancient artifact you've earth, unearthed from the ground or something? <laughs> but she comes out. She actually opens it up, and you're like, what's inside? Oh, it's a lock of Shotzi's hair. What's in the hair. case? Yeah, what's in the case? Shotzi's hair's in the case, where Bailey's like, ha-ha, look at me. I'm funny. I don't know. Whatever. I just, the hair stuff's always weird to me. They're like, ha-ha, I cut your hair. And it's like, cool. I guess I'm going to shave my head now. Now what? Anyway, uh, this provokes the Shotzi like video package, which was interesting. I, uh, Mr. Rizzo, do you want to jump in here? I don't want to, you know, steal the show here on this, but well, I wanted. I don't know if do you have any backstory on what she did. What who did uh, Bailey? What, sh- what Shotzi did on her promo? Uh, Shotzi, she um, she shaved her hair basically. Um, any reason why? Do you know? Do you know the reason why? Uh, kayfabe wise or or like real reason why yeah real reason why i don't know the real reason why well this is the i her sister has cancer so after asking permission you know she was able to do that and you know that's i you know that's that's rough i'm glad that she'd be able to do that as a solidarity for her for her sister i can't say like i don't know how to say this i got i I wasn't honest like i was for something to do that i'd be like cool can you use it differently in the match as I, I'm I'm being stupid. You know what I mean? I'm my dumb ass is like, why isn't it a hair match? I, it's cool. It's an awesome freaking promo. I don't know why I'm criticizing that at all. No. And, and, and again, my, my comment was hair. merely just like, that's how I feel about all of like hair matches and stuff. It's just like, Oh, I'm gonna, we're going to well, have this match. And if you lose, I cut your hair and it's like, cool. Then I'll just shave it and it'll grow back. Well, you know, it's I meant like, was like I, I and this has to do with Minero Suzuki. Um, I believe he was in a famous like hair match, and I think like either before the match, like right before the match, he just like went nuts and said, "I don't give a crap," and shaved his head, and then beat the crap out of the guy. <laughs> like, and we that's may get why, that out of Shotzi because that's well, how like, his promo felt. That's what I mean. Like that could have been like they build it up, and she's like. I don't give a crap what happens to me. 
and then just do it and then beat the crap out of Bailey. Like, right. hey, again, I, I just worked whatever. To and I believe that, that's that why Suzuki his has his hair like that, if you notice. Like, I believe yeah. that's why his head shaved weird like that. Anyway. Sure. But yeah, that's pretty much what this promo was. It, it, it almost was kind of a bit cringy at the end to me, like watching it. Like, I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, you're doing the, oh, I'm, you know, you think you, you know, you're in control and whatnot, you know, they, and then she's just like, how, oh, well, you know, like, you're acting like someone who's scared. And then she starts shaving her head while she's delivering this promo. And, you know, after a while, she's like, now I'm in control. And I'm like, are you in control because you're shaving your head because of Bailey? Like, Storyline wise, I get is what I'm getting at. But it's I'm just glad like, I naturally did all my thoughts on air. I don't know why I couldn't think about those on my own. But yeah, that's how I thought about that whole situation. Right, going with her end, with her sister. So it, yeah, that's cool that that's happening and that they're working this cringy like. And by cringy, I mean it's just it looked like she had a mental breakdown. I was just kind of like, oh my god, she's kind of losing it at the end. And she's like, I'm shaving it. <laughs> like, cool. Can we cut away to how it's happening? Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, I'm excited for this because it seems like it's setting up a feud between Bailey and Shotzi. And these are two superstars that could use more wrestling time. So that's yeah, it. That's we'll all I wanted to get. bring up we'll on that. That happened SmackDown. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, next up, um, we have the U.S. Invitational. That is a thing going on. And this is, I say U.S. Invitational as in it's a, it, they're calling it an Invitational for an opportunity for the U.S. Championship. Austin Theory, you're getting called out. We're having a two fatal four ways for people to get a chance at the belt. And uh, the winner of both of those will fight, and then the winner will uh, will go on to fight Austin Theory. So I didn't get a chance to watch this. I know that the match, I guess, was okay. And then we get another fatal four way this uh, coming Friday on SmackDown with the two winners facing today. each other. Today. Yes, the latest. We come out on Friday. SmackDown on Friday. Yes. Um, I jumping ahead. I think we're going to get LA Knight, but before any of that, the actual matches, which I think would be slightly entertaining, like because I didn't watch the mask, and I'm asking you, TBZ, in a fatal four way, which really doesn't have rules because of the. I mean, there's there's rope breaks, but you're allowed to kind of have no DQ kind of thing, right? Uh, yeah. Um, how did it? Did, were there any like weapons or any? tables or anything kind of crazy that happened in this match i didn't watch i'm asking i'm reading my notes i did not note anything like that the only thing the only thing that well for your but your stipulation did like what your the thread you're going on does come into play because uh carrying cross shows up and beats up uh that causes a kerfuffle it's it's basically how aj styles doesn't win because okay cross shows up to there I, was I'm interference reading... but there were no like weapons or anything else that was really crazy with the fatal four-way and the only reason i was asking was i wonder like that's my natural thing when i think of a crazy match with four people that mm-hmm. there's gonna be a table a ladder someone's gonna bring out something crazy to do something harsh and someone's got to overcome i'm fantasy booking the damn matches for some reason i don't know there why. were a lot of cool tandem moves in this um i, all notably, I was getting at is i would have liked maybe of the pure thing for the u.s title if both <clears> the fatal four ways were in a steel cage where there's like <laughs> no chance of getting out and they just yeah. had them wrestle real quick and no getting and no out interference no interference but either way 
I understand the that they got to do some other stuff. Yeah, it was exactly. Sorry, well, I'll I don't say know this. why I did the match wasn't stuff. wasn't much wasn't much to sing home about. There were some cool, like I said, tandem moves. Notably, one like Butch and AJ were kind of in that like stalemate. Like I'll pin you, you pin me. Uh, and while they were doing that, Grayson Waller comes over and he like kind of like leg sweeps them, so they both like fall over, and then he does a double pin combo on them, which kicks out. Um, we get a triple. Superplex from the turnbuckle because it was like I think it was Grayson and AJ were up there and then Butch jumps up there to help and then Escobar like comes around and like topples them over to do a move so there was a lot of that going on rather than tables and chairs and shit like that and then like I I'm said glad that it was enjoyable that sounds good yeah I mean it was fine it's it I, I like it. it gives superstars something to do to fight for the belt as opposed to okay now the champ's just gonna run through each individual person. You know, and now we got to wait two months until he's done feuding with them or whatnot. I got to apologize. The whole reason that I ranted on that damn thing is because I just didn't watch the thing. I apologize for not watching the uh, SmackDown. I Let's will see. say that I was shocked that Santos Escobar won that match, though. Say it Out to me, the... Santos. Yeah. I mean, you had Grayson Waller in this match. I thought maybe they'd give that to him since he swam. You know, I'm just saying he was hot, so it was kind of. I wouldn't be surprised if he won, but yeah, no, Escobar won. Good for them. Good for them throwing LWO a bone, except for he's just going to lose to LA Knight. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought this was funny. So so the match happened this time on SmackDown. Then they have four promos for all of the contestants in the next match, three of which were backstage talking to a camera, and then LA Knight goes out to the crowd to deliver a promo, and I'm like, that's weird. Someone's getting the red carpet treatment for this invitational. Just saying. <laughs> oh man, but uh, I mean, it was good though. Like I, I get why LA Knight's hot, and he came out, and the crowd just you know explodes. Um, I will say, uh, for uh for LA Knight's thing, I do kind of hate that the crowd says yeah when LA Knight goes, whose game is it? Because I would like it be. I think it would be cooler if they would say L.A. Knight instead of like L.A. Knight. Yeah. So he goes, whose game is it? L.A. Knight. And he responds with, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to just the crowd always saying it. It, it. You know, it works at certain points, but like the crowd's so over. They just love his fucking tagline. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I, we love that tagline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, I, it was funny to me to watch. Hey, let's get these backstage promos. It's like the Cody thing. Oh, we could interview him backstage, except we got to bring him out because everybody loves his pop. Hey, speaking of Cody real quick, because I don't think we're going to talk about him for most of the show. No. Uh, he's got a documentary coming out uh, July 31st. I saw And that. I think on the, on the Peacock, I think we definitely got to check that out and talk about it. Uh, Another heard, segment. Oh, yeah. I just meant in the future, we'll watch it and talk about it because yeah. I heard that the Young Bucks gave permission to use BTE footage. So I was wondering, like, what kind of story we'd actually even get from him because it's only going to be WWE. But knowing that rumor, I'm kind of interested. So we'll get to that in the future. That's all. Yeah. And plus, you know, Cody's fighting Brock. It, you know, it's topical. Still going yes, with yes. that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's all I had to say that, you know, we're going to see the next invitational Fatal 4-Way uh, on Friday. Yes, yes, yes. So, so moving on. Uh, I just wanted to touch on real quick because uh, uh, the Vikings rules match which, <laughs> with that, between Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. I was had, this your wag of the finger? 
not really. I honestly <laughs> thought of that. I don't think I have a wag of the finger. Oh, I don't know. The way I heard you describing this, it kind of has to be. I just want to mention that I think it's funny you have a Vikings rules match where the rules are there are no rules. So so it's a fatal four-way. No, it's a Vikings rules match. Oh, that's, that's what we know about different. Vikings, right? That's what we know about Vikings. I think I said, well, what I said the problem to is, is the fact that you have the word rules in the name of the match. So it's like, you got the, I don't know, just to me, it's just weird. Why call Vikings rules match when there are no rules? It's just, and again, it, it literally means a no DQ match. That's what this is, but it's a Vikings rules. It's special rules. What it really means is they bring around that, uh, that Viking, like, front of a boat. So it can be adjacent to the uh, the ring. Yeah, and uh, never mind. Well, but Maxine also, Dupree was just, and they're just like, now make it, sure that you look like you're part of the boat and stand in this particular spot. Like normally they would have, I don't know. I was just, yeah, and you uh, can have a fun spot there too, outside the ring on that little boat structure part. And this is the fight for Maxine's uh, jacket. Because last week they stole their jacket. That's why this match is happening. Uh, which I mean, if we're going to, I would like to dig into this because there is a comment on this. So it was about this jacket in the middle of the match. We finally get it where Gable gives her the jacket. She actually puts it on and she's like, thank you. So we get that final hooray. And then she immediately gets speared into a table. (laughs) Like Valhalla just spears her right into a table. And I was like, oof, big oof. Um, I believe Viking Raiders won this match. And afterwards I just go, so does Maxine get to keep the jacket, or what do we? How does how does that resolve? I, I, I don't know. Stay tuned to find out, I guess. But uh, she did leave the ring through a table with it on, so I think she still has it. That's yeah, that's know. my piece. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of here for everything that we get from Master Gable, the Gable and Otis and Maxine Dupree. But Otis looked good in this match, too. I'm not too. really there for the Viking experience at the moment. So Yeah, the Viking experience is pretty dull. But, uh, I mean, well. hey, Ivar finally got to feel like the little spoon during this match. <laughs> Otis was a fucking workhorse, man. He was lift throwing people everywhere. <laughs> I want him to get, I want him to dress up as the Kool-Aid man for like a pay-per-view and they Oh yeah. Yeah. You can, you can have that entrance just be a brick wall and he no, goes No, 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 no. What? In a year from now, after LA Knight has a nice run somewhere with the title, he needs to be his partner. <laughs> and all LA Nate LA Knight starts saying is Oh, and Otis will finish it by saying, yeah, with the two of them. Do it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm uh, other, I, I, either way, I love Alpha Academy, so just wanted to bring that up. Check them out. All right. So what else we got? Uh, we got... Uh... Honestly, like, yeah, at this point, the last couple things we want to talk about, we got Miz TV uh, with Becky and Trish. This is setting up a match for next week. Um, and we got the tag team championship, which wasn't a, a championship match to start, but then became one throughout Raw. Um, so those are the two things. Uh, let's just let's go down the line here. So Miz TV, like I said, uh, sorry, handling cats. 
Uh, <laughs> Miss TV, they had uh, they had Becky on. First of all, nice jammies, Becky. That might be my wag of the finger if I think about it. Did you see her outfit? I'm confused now. I, last time I remember her coming out, she had the goats on her jacket. That's not what she was wearing? I don't remember what she was wearing. No, she looked like she was wearing like her pajamas that she rolled out of bed with. She had okay. like this kind of like top that came like, you know. You know, cupped her breasts and oh, then, okay, yes, yes. Now I remember. And then was wearing right. sweatpants. Well, yeah, what it, looked it like, to be sweatpants. It looked like a bra that was also a shirt with sleeves. Yes. Yeah. Now I remember what you're talking about. It was it just. It, was it reminded me of her PJs. I was like, I'm glad she rolled out of bed to come yeah. into work today. Uh, she looks awesome. <laughs> she always looks awesome. But oh anyway. yeah, no, I was just it was it was a bold choice. Is all I'm saying. Um, well, look who she's hanging out with and the Miz playing the weakest link with. No, I meant Seth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i mean i mean she's just borrowing they're just borrowing clothes i mean right that those That's, are awesome yes for sure um so yeah miz tv she brings her out becky gets flustered because she knows how the miz operates and of course the miz does have a second guest it's trish and they come out and they promo and they bicker back and forth and we get the weirdest stipulation of a match coming up uh, you know, basically Becky's trying to get a rematch with Trish. She's like, fight me. You won't. And she's like, I already beat you. Zoe already beat you. We're done here unless I'm going to hold there because Mr. Rizzo looks like he's got something he wants to say. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if it was it was like told correctly or the story was told correctly. I think we were miscued of it not being a stipulation of like something that it made it seem like we're going to do this to you if you beat, uh, if you lose to Zoe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she said, you have to go through this to get to me. Yeah. So it was confusing. Like, well, no, like, I'm not going to get my chest tattooed just to wrestle you. That's a punishment if I don't get to wrestle you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that was the confusing part on my end. Like, she's making it sound like, you have to go and get a tattoo on your chest or you can't wrestle me. I'm like, no, that's not what you're man. That's not what you're saying. But that's no, what not it at all. Like. Yeah, that's what like it I said, like. it was a yeah. stipulation. Yeah. It was like, if she loses, she has to do all these things. And, and so th- this is where it's kind of losing me. And, it, you know, I'm glad the match is being set up because it's like you said, it's go through. It, it, it's the MJF thing. Fight this guy first, then you can fight me. And at, at this point, we fe- I feel we are, Becky is now on the uptick. She is going to now beat Zoe and get her way back to Trish so she could win. And it's just like the stipulation was a little overboard to me because I'm just like, well, of course, Becky's not going to get a fucking tattoo of thank you, Trish, on her chest. So she's not going to lose this match. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, it didn't really work for me. Yeah. Um, so the, the the promo, eh, we're just bringing it up because it's news. That's I like happening that she and, used the mask. I like that Becky used the mask to attack right? her yeah. with the headbutt. It's up and coming. Becky's having a feud with Trish, and we're finally getting to that point where Becky's going to get one up on her. She's really going to deliver one of these to her suckle. <laughs> Anywho. So there's that. And then the tag team championship between the Undisputed Champs and uh, I believe it was Finn and Priest. No, we had that last week, didn't we? Let me see. Let me see. Oh, I don't remember because I knew it was at the. It was. It was an. It was a regular match. It wasn't for the titles. It was Priest and Dom. Yeah. No, it was for the belt. Was it? Yes. So what happened is, is they uh, throughout the show they actually convinced them to make it for the belt. Oh yeah, Sammy gave KO the mic and said, "Go at it." 
We get to meet right now. It's just, I'm yeah. glad. I'm yeah. glad we're getting to that point too, because I feel like Samuel felt like he was out of his element there, being like, "Fuck, uh, yeah, I don't want to fight for the belts with these." Because it was just like you know they, they were doing the like, "Oh, do you want to see him put the belts on the line, crowd?" And they're like, "Yeah!" Right before Sammy's like, "Ah, we're the champs of the people." Yeah, you are. Oh, okay. Do you guys want to see them fight for the belts? Yeah, we do. Your move, Sammy. Ah, uh, KO. You yeah. want to say something? Please help me. It's like that's not the response I thought I was going to get, but I am not yeah. going to back down because we're the match. Yay! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walk but, into uh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, KO carried it. He was the, he was an all star there. <laughs> I believe he said, "I don't care as long as I get to stunner your ass and gets out mm-hmm. there." <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, this match, I mean, it was all right. Um, it wasn't a honker, uh, or at least I didn't honk during much of this. Uh, basically, a, a distraction causes them to lose the match, and it's a distraction from Liv. Uh, that's, that has meaning because earlier, Liv lost their tag titles because they got attacked by Rhea. Because Rhea showed up and kept trying to channel, get in Raquel's face, which has been happening for yeah, the past Yeah, I like that now. they did that where they didn't just take, I mean, a couple things. We're going to dive into that for a second. Real quick for me, Sophia, not Sophia. Um, Sonia. Sonia and Chelsea Green and Sonia getting her first ever title belt was really cool. So I'm mm-hmm. happy for them. But I also liked how they kind of protected Raquel by giving her the injury out of not really being there with Liv. So it's not like, you know, she took the loss and lost the titles because she yeah, was she looked injured. strong with that injury. Well, I meant like they didn't just have her lose clean and then move her on to the next thing. Like she has to fight through that injury to get to Rhea, which will be a reason why she doesn't beat Rhea. I mean, I got a beef right? against that already. So, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's all. I'm... My beef is that they just did the same fucking thing. She lost due to injury. Where have we seen that? Oh, they lost the belts because of Liv due to injury. Yeah, Except maybe this time up. she fought through it like the, you know, the the strong-willed woman that she is. Yeah, I just they just need to get the title belts off off of her so she can fight Rhea. They just needed a someone else to fight Rhea right now. They needed her not. Yeah, to I guess I just wish they. I, I guess it was too soon. I, I just didn't want to see no, Raquel and Liv to lose so quickly. The criticism is like two weeks ago they had new title, new tag champs, and then like. A few weeks before that, they had tag champs, and then like a month before that, that we haven't had really a long reign with the women in a little while. So that's that. You I know actually, I couldn't think, articulate it, but thank you. That's exactly how I feel. It's just like nobody can hold on to these belts. To be honest, if they don't do that with these two women, it's a shame because they need it for a long. They not that they're any way of the same, but they're gonna have a similar vibe to the iconics. Like, the irritating, like, we're yep. just going to talk and do a lot of fun stuff, but we're going to be in your face and annoying. That's I why think, Chelsea's growing love on me. I love it. I'm it that exact I'm element. I'm, I, I'm right there with you, Mr. Like Rizzo. I said, Rizzo. I'm I happy for Sonya. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's that vibe that they're ca- I'm catching from them. It kind of still feels like Sonya's still trying to be serious. Like, I still see her as when they were in Fire and Desire, and she was like that, you know, trying to be almost an MMA fighter in the wrestling world. I got to point out the internet champion, you know, Matt Cardona. He is, because he's married to Chelsea Green, 
he's married. He's happy to announce that he's one half of one half of the women's tag champs, and he's just happy that he is going to do everything he can to to make sure that they both stay uh, as champion. You know, because he's also you know champion in mother promotions. But I love how he said he's one half of the one half of the tag champions. It was just oh so fun. I love it. I love it. He is not the champion. He's, he is. Yeah, he's he is. not related to that championship in any way. Just like she's related to all his championships. It's that's how it is. No, that's an tapping titles. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm just floored by this idiotic logic. <laughs> Please, let's do we do I hear something? Can something get me in here, please, and get me out of here? All right, let's move on to outside of the wrestling entertainment. How about that? Is that an escape for what I just did to you? Oh, I thought we were doing the the NXT minute, but... I could do that. I could... You know what? Let's do that. I got that for you, because this is a different transition, so this one's out perfect, all right? We don't don't need the... You can have the ticking. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Okay, because this is how it's going. The NXT minute is back. Yay. After 13 minutes of recap of last week's show and a promo from Carmelo Hayes, Angel Garza, and Humberto Calrio make an entrance to the ring before a commercial. We are back from commercial with a vignette of the Don of NXT, Tony D'Angelo, getting out of prison. Follow that by Nathan Fraser and Dragon Lee entering the ring and wrestling for five minutes before we are back to commercial. Yep. This was painful to sit through. Baron Corbin is fighting with himself. Yep. Noam Dar is so depressed about not having the Heritage Cup that he is in a wheelchair. Yep. Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan are doing gymnastics. Yep. Tony D'Angelo said the shine, get the shine box. Yep. And the main event is Wesley and Dirty Dominic Mysterio for the North American Championship. Oh, snap! And with the help of Rhea Ripley, we have a new champion! Dirty Don has a title? Yep. Yep. So, man, I really called you out. Then you're like, I'm going to amp up all the yeps. I will say yep after everything. I did. I did that just for you, sir. Yes. It's like you a... called me out on my lack of yeps. I had to double down. <laughs> make up for lost yeps. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed, but they, they had a homecoming for Tony D'Angelo, and Noam Dyer is just like, literally, he's just despondent. Like, I can't believe, because he didn't lose his cup. He was injured, so somebody else wrestled, and now he doesn't have, he just can't function. He's just, uh, it's it's kind of hilarious. But uh, I can't really, it's, it's hard to sit, I can't, there's so much other great wrestling that I want to watch. I can't keep doing that. I think I want to watch Ring of Honor in a few weeks when I get some time. I think I'm going to change it up to that, and I'm going to try to do a Ring of Honor minutes. So well, we'll that's see why what it's the Hot Wrestling Minute. Yes, yes. We'll it's see what I can get to. It doesn't have to be NXT. Oh. But yes, Dirty Dominic in his first ever title championship opportunity won. I know, TBZ, you said you weren't that shocked, but honestly, as someone watching the show, I, I was kind of shocked. I mean, even though Rhea, Rhea had to hit Wesley over the head with the title. For him to win. So, like, she legit, like, cheated the help. But that's the, that's the judgment day. Just 
That's what we you got. You know, I think it's when we were talking about it, and I just came across that idea of how the Judgment Day just descends. Like, it's not, oh, Dom's going to come out and fight you all by himself with no help from anybody else because he needs to prove himself. No, he's here to win at all costs, meaning he called his boys, and now we're going to beat your legs. But, uh... That idea to me, I'm like, that's like, that's a very dominant force. And you can't Mm -hmm. just have a bunch of jobbers running around like that. You need to give them some credibility. Well, the North American belt is a good way to give Dom a belt and make the Judgment Day look strong because, like, I'd argue now's the time. And, uh, yeah. So that's why I was like, I wouldn't be too surprised going down this road, Mr. Rizzo. I just realized that my criticism or our criticism that you gave pushback on in the past about, well, we can't have the Judgment Day also have all the belts and the briefcase because it just takes so much time off the main roster. Well, this is the nice, great way to do that. He can have a title belt, and then he can go down to NXT and wrestle in NXT, and then he can come back up and have the belt and look off. Like, it works. It gives them the ability to have that, but not be that consumed the entire three hours or whatever of Raw. It works. So, yeah, that's all. Didn't think about it until we just got to that now. As they pull so, out the headphones. I just, I find it funny how everybody lost their minds, though, because you weren't the first person to message me about this. They were like, wow, Dom, Dom. And I was like, like, phone's blowing up. I was just like, well, well I, I try not to went. spoil shit for people. I try to be subtle oh, with my little. I didn't care about the spoilers. It was just however, like, you know, I, I'd argue that there's probably more, you know, shocking things that happened that not everybody texts me about, but it was Dom got the North American belt. And I was like, yeah. It's the miners with the triple A. Now he's crushing it. Yeah, and it's probably unfortunate that I got less people talking about the controversial Supreme Court decisions that we did about Dominic winning a title. Maybe so you are completely correct on what you're saying about this. They're losing their minds. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's the other thing too. It's like we we were booing him so bad. Why were they giving him a belt? It doesn't make sense. It's all right. It's all right. TV's. I've here. been saying this. I, I kind of hate that I feel like Dom is now a meme where it's like people don't hate Dom. They're just like, well, we got to boom because everybody boos them. You know, that's the thing we do now. And it's like, well, we can evolve from that. We don't have to perpetuate this. See, I thought that they were the only way they were going to turn them was to have someone like Brock Lesnar beat him so bad on a pay-per-view that you would have had to feel bad for him, and then you started to like him. But no. That's a match I made. Yeah, we'll see. Brock ragdolling Dom for five minutes with F5s. Yeah. Make sure he wears those cowboy boots, too. Literal cow boots. Uh, So, yeah. Good stuff. So, that was a lot of in-the-ring uh. I uh, want to get to this weakest link. We got to get that out of the way before we get to our main event. I'm not spending a lot of time on it, but just this I won't week, spend a lot of time on our main event either. Too <laughs> this week there was not, uh, or this week there was a lot of WWE stars that were on network TV outside of the ring. Um, Big E was on Hot Wheels, and it was really disappointing that he was basically on there for just a few minutes. Didn't really contribute too much besides doing like a little promo and kind of selling for SummerSlam. So I was expecting more, especially with how awesome his personality of. He didn't really talk much about the car. But I'd never seen the show. I didn't know what to expect, so that's on me. The Weakest Link, though, had all WWE stars, and I'm not going to go too crazy in detail with it, but it was entertaining because it was Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, The Miz, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, 
and then all three members of the New Day. And they played the game, the new the the weakest link. And I had never really I don't know if it's the same way it was in the past, but like they all are trying to work together to work to earn more charity money. And then to whoever earn more money. <laughs> earn more money for charity. And then whoever wins, it goes to their particular charity. But after each round, they get they vote out again who the weakest link is and they send them away. It started with the Miz, of course, everyone's going to gang up on the Miz, even though he wasn't the weakest link. They just they voted him out quick, and he had a temper tantrum. He had a promo and ripped off the like the um, uh, the podium that Jane Lynch was in front of it, and like broke it, and like did like everyone got in his face, and it it was just all wrestling. It was just all fun. They clear the promo. benches to get him. Yeah, out like there. They, they, like he said, he he broke it over his leg. Like it was, it was a whole thing. It was crazy, and then just the banter with all of them knowing each other and not it being like a random. Like it was just fun. They were talking crap. At a certain point, it really whittled down to the New Day versus Seth and Becky, and it's like it's three on two. They're eventually going to vote one of them out, regardless, and then it's three on one, and then the only people that are left are the New Day, and they finally had to turn on each other of who's going to vote who out. Um, and then it became Big E got voted out first, and the first thing he did was, oh, my neck. Do you guys not remember that my neck? Oh, I can't believe you're doing this to me. My neck. Ah, my neck. So, like I said, it was just so much fun. And then – Wow, a heel Big E. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And then Kofi and um, um, Xavier Woods went back and forth with the final. Is They had – they each had five questions. Whoever got the most questions right in like – it was almost like a shootout. Rapid fire? Well, no. Not, it was almost like a penalty shootout where you had to like get it right and the, whoever had the most, whatever, go on. Yeah. And the last question, um, Kofi uh, – not, not Kofi. Xavier Woods had it, and he figured out the answer in his brain before he answered, and it was Don Quixote. And he just goes – Donkey He just like screw those. It was so awesome, and he got the correct answer that he won, and they gave another title belt. So WWE has more title belt. Just yeah, it was a fun. It said, "See, the weird part is, is that winning wouldn't you technically be the strongest link?" And yeah. the belt says the weakest link champion. I'm like, no, they should have made it called the strongest. Anyway, <laughs> I, I I was really entertained. Uh, the fun stuff. Go watch. Hot Wheels, they made cool cars, but it had nothing to do with the Big E in wrestling. So, sorry. Um, but, yeah, that's all about that. But uh, we also watched uh, A&E's Most Wanted Treasures. That was kind of cool. Yes, yes. Uh, it talked about the Samoan Dynasty. And TBZ and I did some homework and watched that. And I don't know. What would you think? Last week uh, we, we were going to maybe get to it. I'm glad that I waited so you can check it out as well. Uh, what would you think? It was interesting. Uh, it was good. It was fun when they were talking about all the uh, like the history of all the things that they were going through. The setup's a little weird, like the the show itself. Oh, um, good. Me and you are on the same page. If we I start kinda, like getting into the minutia, we hate this show. I'm, but this history, I don't hate fun. it. It's just it's surprising to me that WWE would let such priceless relics out of their domain. Like, what were you thinking? At oh, one see. point in the show, people, I think uh, Lawler. Was talking about his story about those five hundred dollars shirts, and he was just like, "Yeah, they called me up and they go, yo, we're just throwing these out.'" I'm like, 
what are you fucking doing? Like, save one of them or something. Like, well, we're just going to torch them. We got a bonfire going out back. It's just like, whatever. Let's throw George's George's, uh, robe out there. Yeah. It's that the combination of them having no understanding about keeping their history, have any value value of it in the past, then realizing and go, oh, shit, we got to get all this crap. But that's really not the premise of the show. (laughs) The premise of the show is so infuriating because it's not like they get it so they can put it on display in this cool museum that we get to go watch. They just put it in the same warehouse that they keep the Ark of the Covenant. with. they said it's for the fans. Yeah, and You're they keep it for it, the fans. And the people inspect it are top men. Like I'm just saying, nobody gets to see any of that crap. It's not on display anywhere. It's not <laughs> a museum that you get to walk through. They just like, "Aha, we got it. Now no one can see it ever again. We got it." <laughs> That's what happens with all this stuff. So, it's it was it was frustrating that like the way that the premises of like no, like just whatever. The interactions were also a little uh, all right. I, for lack of a better term, cringy, I want to say. Because it's just all like, hey. Like the first one, they go for Yokozuna. And the guy they find it at, he's just like, they're not for sale. He's like, is it though? And he's like, they're not for sale. What about? Generous, but not for sale. Come on. <laughs> so like, I believe, because I think I might have seen this this show one other time. That dude, they probably come to like every episode. He has his own museum. They probably preface everybody stuff. being like, yo, we're coming to take this thing and this is how we're going to play well, it no, out. No, no, okay? no. Like you don't have a choice in this. That's different. But I meant this particular guy you're talking yeah. about with the Yokozuna robe. The collector. Yeah, the WWE. He collector. has enough where you can tell that they have a working relationship with this dude. Because, yeah, we're, like I, I was, we, the Rikish, or wait, where was I going out? They were I looking for I, the Yokozuna. Uh, I originally had really. my notes written backwards because I thought that was actually the coolest thing of the show. But just talking about the fact that he knew the value of that robe, but wanted it replaced with something just as valuable as opposed to money. Iconic, he said, not valuable. Yes, yes. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I just, when you say value, you start talking dollars, and that's not what he was about. So, it's the guy would the not money. sell a robe even for ten grand. Nope. But he got the Godfather offer. I think that's a Godfather offer. It's a good one. That's you for think sure. That the offer that he got was an offer that you can't refuse. Uh, I See, mean, do you know the history of Gorgeous George? Yeah, they told you during the show. Okay, I just meant like anything before the show. Just like him being just as uh, iconic as like Dust, the first... They covered him in Dusty's thing too that yep. we watched. I knew of him tangentially. What I'm trying to... All I'm saying here... Let, the thing I'm debating over in my head is WWE's got 13 of those robes. He has one of those. So I feel like you have the more priceless item here. Not that he... Well, I mean, maybe with his work, working relationship, he does. But, uh, you know, like... That's kind of the the poker game that you're playing. It's like, I don't know how many they have of this. Well, I'm not saying... I think that the prestige of Gorgeous George is actually higher than than Yokozuna. And that's kind of my thing of like, people put Gorgeous George on this pedestal of being like the first sports like sports entertainer entertainer of coming out. Because the robe in particular that he gets as an exchange... Because all of them are handmade by Gorgeous George's wife. 
And it's just kind of like that's that's just as special, if not cooler, for other people who like that profession than, hey, Yokozuna wore that robe that one time that was red. But, hey, one of a kind. he's probably got other Yokozuna stuff. There really isn't anything else to have of Gorgeous George besides one of his robes. Like, that's it. You couldn't have anything else. So, no, yeah. I, yeah, and that that's all I'm saying is just like, I don't know, maybe you could have maybe you could have got a little bit more, just saying. So uh, Rikishi teared up a little bit when he saw saw the robe uh, and saying that it was the only time the red robe was worn for Mania. It felt like I was being hugged by him. <laughs> but did you like did you like what the Usos said? Like they, they showed yes. him a couple times about like <laughs> twins, your they, uncle's on the TV. <laughs> and he's like, Well, that that's not Uncle Rob. He's Japanese. He's Japanese. And yeah, I just I love that. That's no, that was, I wish I saw that segment because yeah, they look like they're just hamming it up, being goofballs. And you can tell them like, you know, their parents are in the state like out in the stands, be like, ah yeah. Hooligans. <laughs> so yeah, so that was with the robe. Um Jerry the King Lawler had a few of the rocks. The shirts that you were talking about. Five hundo shirts. It was they kept saying five hundred dollar shirts in his promos, but they said realistically those were forty dollar shirts. And mm-hmm. the fact that the king was smart enough to keep I like how he played WWE. Good for him. As much as I might not like the king sometime, I'm happy that he didn't he didn't even give him the eight thousand dollar, two thousand dollar discount. I'm glad that he sold it for ten grand. That's all I'm saying. But damn and his in WWE's defense, Lita is not a good bargainer. Oh, hell no. Um, no, hell no. She's, which, which then no. I was like, Lita, what are you doing, man? You're just letting them walk all over you. Like, I you thought know, the I best was deal she was going to How get. much do you think you want to buy it for? No, bitch, you set that price. You'd be like, 6000 That's the most we'll go. I don't know if we can do over that. And he'd be like, what about seven? Deal. Said, I thought she might be able to get it for eight. And saying, "Come on, can we get like a a two thousand right? dollars like, No, discount? she just let him set the price. Like, but done, deal. You're in. I think that she knew what her limit was, and she was just gonna. Hey, that's it. I'm not even haggling. We're just. Why that's is the she deal. on this team? That's what made me wonder. It's just like, okay, you got like. It's Booker more team. reason to. It's more the minutia about the show. Let's get away from that. The fun stuff about the about the actual. Uh, this is merely my my reaction to what I was watching. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't even get that. The this three is what people I'm thinking as I'm watching it. <laughs> the three people that were going door to door looking for to buying random stuff with Rikishi were Booker T, Lita, and well, Booker T wasn't going door to door. He was just in the short. He's and the mastermind. Mick He's Foley. an HQ. Bang bang. Bang bang. Um, but yeah, that was with the shirts. But Rikishi showing the the Rikishi give Booker T and the Rock the stink face. <laughs> I'm not I'm sure, sure if that's yeah. Booker T. Yeah, like, they showed it like five times in five separate segments. You're like, why are we still watching this? Nice. Did and the thong that Rikishi actually got back that it was signed or whatever. Do you <laughs> think the guy got a good deal? I think it was an okay deal. I don't know how much did he get. Again? He got. I think he got five hundred dollars more than what he paid for it. But then and him and his wife got basically the VIP front row ticket experience. experience. For, uh, wasn't it Hell in a Cell or whatever? So whatever that's pay- maybe an additional twelve hundred bucks. You know, two seats about six hundred dollars a piece. I don't know. That's don't my know. guess. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I don't want to get bogged down in the specifics of this, but uh, 
Because because at this point in the show, when I'm watching this, I was kind of like, man, I want to see the episode where people just say, no, fuck you, WWE. This is mine. <laughs> they just yeah, go, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to give you the, like, leave me alone. I don't want to so, take your <laughs> So notably for me, th- th- this third one, they actually feigned that. I was like, wow, is he actually, am I going to get it? Am I going to see him say no? And then he at the last minute went, are you sure? And she's like, I, you don't want to go to that pay-per-view. He's like, yeah, I do. And you're <laughs> we defense. talked about this this week, remember? <laughs> well, you were talking about how like Lita was just such a bad negotiator. Rikishi mm-hmm. and Mick Foley were hardcore with that one. They oh, didn't yeah. really offer much. Nope. I was like, dude, it's your actual memorabilia. I figured that maybe you throw in some of your own money besides what WWE is getting at. But no. He was riding high on wearing that Yokozuna. <laughs> True. He was like, fuck it. I'm yeah, who cares about my thong? I don't care. <laughs> nah. But you I like how. I want to know what I did with it afterwards. <laughs> I like how he called out the guy. He's like, you couldn't have decided, a, you couldn't have made your decision before I had to come back upstairs? Like, I'm losing you. Yeah, I'm losing you a little bit. I can I can still hear you, but I can't see you. We're Thanks, Zencaster. We're, we're, we're plowing through. We're Rip. plowing through. But I was hearing that. Um, Rikishi, you know, they got a no, they got a yes after the guy, you know, made him go down the stairs and talk for a little bit and then come back up and say hello. And it was just kind of like, you really had to make the dude go back up the stairs. <laughs> so that's all. All right. So, yeah, that was that. Deal. I also watched Stone Cold America, the take on America. It, it was fun. There were bloopers. I kind of want to go back and watch it. It was entertaining. That's enough I'm going to say. Why didn't you bring that up? You, like, when I, I wasn't part of the, the show. I just ha- randomly watched it like half. I wasn't taking notes. I was just randomly. No, last on. week we talked about this, and you're like, yeah, we'll do that and Stone Cold. I don't know. We'll do whatever. And, oh, I'm just saying it was good. Check it out. It's the time where we talk about the things that we are excited for coming up in the wrestling world. Mr. Rizzo, do you have a tope? I, you keep showing me. Is that your tope that you're trying to show me right no, now? No, I was just, I also, I wanted to bring up before of how this, I took two pages of notes in that stupid Hot Wheels show and there was like nothing about Big E. I was so Noted. It was disappointing. disappointing. Don't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool cars just no biggie that's all that's all that's all that sounds like a tbz <laughs> wag of the finger yeah just, way to just, misuse biggie big e. you had i wanted best... biggie i got no biggie you had the best talent in wwe at your fingertips and you're like how about cars Yes, that's anyway, exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I'll take this. My tope, as I was saying, is going to be the JAS. I'm interested to see if there's going to be more to how this faction is splintering at the fact that Jericho might just dump them at the fact of joining Don Callis. Uh, I'm going to go with my tope of, I think it's called the Rampage Royale. Whatever AEW was doing on Rampage with the double ring and a bunch of people, it's a battle royale match with Ethan Page and Sanjay Dutt, and I'm I'm gonna be here for all the fun. Sanjay Dutt, Dutt, Sanjay Dutt. I was trying to be funny. I know his real name. Dutt. Yeah, <laughs> I really love Sanjay Dutt. I just I'm here. He's um, he's he's a blast. Um, the uh, 
what was it? The uh, oh, something about the show. Something. About the, oh, it's coming out tonight. If you're watching, we come out, or it's a uh, late Friday night. So check that out, the Rampage show. And I also liked um, Harley Cameron's video. We'll get to that maybe next week. Oh, the music video. Yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of like. I, I like what she's doing. I'm a pick. I, I don't know. I'm a fan. So well, that'll do that it for it. Yeah, that'll do it for us here at Honk. If you love wrestling, Mr. Rizzo, as always, a treat. Check us out at Wrestling Honks on Twitter. Honk if you love wrestling at gmail.com is our email. Send us a snail mail if you're kicking it old school. We're on YouTube uh, as Honk if you love wrestling. We're also on Instagram and uh, Blue Sky. Hit us up. Check me out in Syracuse on Sunday with my bluey outfit. Honk it like it's hot. Honk. Oh.